Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to Hey, ah, Watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. Joe Venuti, here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. Did you hear that Congress is going to put a stop to the incessant amount of sex and violence we see on television?
I don't know about you, but I'll certainly miss the evening news. Count Basie, of course. Isn't it about time someone wrote some new scary stories for children? What six-year-old kid who has watched television for 47,000 hours is afraid of the big bad wolf? (laughs) Or the boogeyman? Forget the Grimm brothers. If you want to see your kitty's hair stand on end, why not why not tell them about the Koch brothers? <laughs> My baby loves me, and guess what put me wise? 
They told me so, they told me so Her big blue tattletale eyes It isn't any secret Cause I can recognize What lurks behind the words behind Her big blue tattletale eyes I kiss her and they flutter Like nervous butterflies She looks at me And all that I see are two big blueberry pies Like brand new silver dollars Or stars that light the skies The way they shine, they say she's mine Her big blue tattletale eyes I know my baby loves me And guess what put me wise Any secret cause I can recognize I kiss her and they flutter like nervous butterflies She looks at me and all that I see are two big blueberry pies Like brand new silver dollars or stars that light the skies The way they shine, they say she's mine Her big blue droopy lid blabbermouth tattletail Her big blue droopy lid blabbermouth tattletail Joe Venuti. One morning on television, we saw a police car running through a parking lot. The machine in the police car was able to scan the license plates on all the cars in the parking lot and tell the policeman if any plates were stolen or expired. We saw the same operation a year ago. You might remember of seeing it. And now the question of privacy is back. Is this scanning of license plates to seek out criminal activity an invasion of privacy? Are the police able to learn too much too quickly? My wife, Marsha, posted some little ads for her cleaning business and got a call from Frank. He got her name and her reputation from people in his neighborhood for whom my wife has worked. She didn't get his phone number written down correctly when she was talking to him on the phone. And when I googled to see if I could find his phone number, I discovered that he had fled his home state where he would have been jailed for contempt of court for failing to pay his ex-wife a half million dollars or so that he had buried in some offshore bank. The judge said, according to the court record, that he couldn't believe anything that this man said. This man lies and he doesn't pay his bills. He fled to avoid incarceration. And as a consequence, he is a half million dollars richer. So, the fact that this man is a poster boy for Alec is more than I want to know about him, my wife's new employer. But there it is, out on the internet for one and all to see. When he called and said, Come clean, should Marsha have said, you come clean with us first? In his Facebook, begging us every day to tell where we've spent our vacations, where we went to school, what books we read, what movies we like, what clubs we belong to. 
in general, our likes and dislikes of most everything. Possessing all this wonderful information about a billion or so people has made a boy named Mark Zuckerberg $17 billion in about 10 years. Information is valuable. Can you do anything now without everyone in the world knowing about it? What do you think about this loss of privacy? What do you think about your loss of privacy? Should we just put a computer chip in everyone's arm and be done with it? Ghana. 
here on the Humble Farmer, where with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I live with a dog, a big dog, so I like to learn new things about dogs. Did you know that a dog's visual acuity is approximately 2080 compared to our 2020? Now, what that means, what that means is that what we can see clearly at 80 feet A dog can only see clearly when it is within 20 feet. When a dog recognizes a person on sight, it's more likely because he recognizes the typical movements of that person than that he actually recognizes a face. That's interesting. That's why a dog might bark at someone he knows until he gets close enough to see who it is. I want to be happy, but I won't be happy until I make you happy, too. 
Jovanuti, I miss my Roku, I miss my Roku, I miss my Stamford lectures. But now, for the time being, when I meet in my mid-morning breakfast, I do have 800 channels and can scan them to see what Media America has to offer. Believe it or not, the only thing that looked interesting one morning was called Parole Board. So I checked out Parole Board. Listen to this. A soft-spoken man is serving five years in a Missouri prison for not making his child support payments. He admits to smoking dope and drinking a six-pack on weekends, but claims that his visits to his psych doctor kept him from working. He tells the parole board that he loves his eight children that he has produced with the cooperation of six different women. He hopes to be released from prison soon and get back to what he likes to do most. Now, you must ask yourself, not only what has this man contributed to society, but what is his potential to make future contributions? There are people, you know this, there are people in jail for every kind of possible crime, and you also know that the state and many of those people would be better off if they were back on the street today. But you know one man sitting right here who could never afford to have children who firmly believes that Missouri will save a pile of money if it keeps one more man in jail.
I won't insult you by telling you that was Clark Terry, but did you notice he was using German and then a little bit of Italian in there in the mumbles? I mentioned on my Facebook page that one of the kids' cousins in Holland has a Ph.D. and he works for Shell Oil. It was easy for the Dutch cousins to get degrees because all they had to do was be smart enough to get them. It's my understanding that money was never a consideration. And when he saw that on my Facebook page, uh, an American friend who is now teaching in Europe, he's over there in Europe, he replied with this, I know. My daughter's only 11, but of course I'm already thinking ahead to life after high school. Austria and Germany have some top-notch universities that run anywhere from 500 to 0 euros per semester, even for non-EU students. The fact that she's growing up in Europe makes attending college on this side of the ocean sound less odd than if we were still in Cape Nedic. But I still tell anyone who has kids not yet in college and is willing to listen, send them to Europe. My friend then continues with this. It's important to add that the EU is so integrated now that most universities offer full degree programs taught entirely in English, along with a great opportunity to learn whatever the local language is, is are, of course, because so many students are coming from all over the EU. These programs generally also don't cost any more than those taught in the local languages, and sometimes local students choose them just to get the immersion experience. Well, thank my friend for that. Isn't that interesting? Anyone who knows anything about the university system in Europe realizes that the United States, alas, alike, 
is way, way behind. Isn't that sad? Isn't it sad? Can you figure out why it happened? Why it happens to be that way? Joe Venuti here on The Humble Farmer. 
Thank you for listening. Every week at this time, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you right here on your favorite station. I thank you again for listening. I am the humble farmer at gmail.com because I'd love to hear from you. If I do not write back to you, it is because I didn't get it, so you must send it again. I'll find some other means to communicate. The other night I watched a few minutes of the Da Vinci Code. Ever seen that, the Da Vinci Code? Saw the part where they threw down the fanatic who was wearing barbed wire bracelets. <laughs> Imagine that. I looked up that actor, and I read quite a few of his quotes, which I thought were interesting, because this actor could be candid without losing job offers. He said, I'm English, so I can't wear a baseball cap. I'd look like white trash, like I should have a beer and a dog called Skeeter. <laughs> We've all heard of fanatics who wore burlap shirts because they wanted to suffer. But ask yourself, is wearing a burlap shirt or wearing barbed wire on your sleeves or arms real suffering? Not really. Because, think about this, because at any time of the day or night that you change your mind and say, enough already, you can just take them off and throw them aside. Those really into suffering, those people who really want to suffer, who want their lives controlled until death do us part, they get a dog
Puccini with them. She is so that I could almost my dream. Puccini with them. Every time I look at her, I every time I see her, I could almost every time I see her, I did a balloon, did a balloon. Isn't that lovely? I dream of brownie with the light blue jeans. She is as sweet as licorice jelly beans. Post office employees are about the only people who know how to talk on the telephone. Perhaps you've noticed this. When you call the post office, someone will pick up the phone there and tell you who they are. When I answer the phone, I also identify myself. I say, Robert Scoglund, sorry to keep you waiting. Then, instead of telling me who they are and what they want so we can have a conversation, the mysterious caller on the other end will say something like, Hello, Robert, is that you? Or else they'll say, Who is this, please? Even though I've just told them. And when they say, Who is this, please? I'll say, This is the person you called. Because... <laughs> That brings us back to the beginning, so I'll repeat what I said. Robert Scoglund, sorry to keep you waiting. I'm polite. I'm polite about this. I don't say, you called Robert Scoglund. I answered and told you that I am Robert Scoglund. What is it about this conversation that you don't seem to understand? Now, as you probably noticed, I'm trying to be calm while I'm telling you about this, hanging on to the arms of my chair, trying to keep from trembling. And you're an impartial observer, so let me ask you. They are calling Robert Scoglund. I have already mentioned my name twice, but they ask again. Hello, hello, Robert, is that you? Why this, hello, hello, is that you, Robert? I want to cry, but I control myself. I never reply with, no, I'm Spider-Man. Who do you think answers the telephone in my house? Why can't people simply tell me who they are and what they want so we can get down to business? Anyway, I'm Robert Scoglund in St. George, Maine. Sorry to keep you waiting.
Giovanuti on the Humble Farmer. Where with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite station. Thank you for listening. If you have driven Route 131 between Thomaston and my house, you have been past the old green Finnish schoolhouse where Gary Akers now has his art gallery. When I tell you that I went to one of Gary's shows, I don't want you to think that it was for the free food, because there was nothing there that an old Maine man would eat. Who should I see there appreciating art but Jerry Colson from South Casco? And Jerry admitted that he listens to this program and that he loves to go to Manhigan. So Jerry and I have a couple of things in common. But Gary Akers is a crafty artist, and I like his stuff even more because Gary Akers paints things that everybody can recognize, like the houses in Port Clyde or the lighthouse on Southern Island. But I was talking about Gary's art show and the people who were there. Can you tell me, listen closely please, question for you, can you tell me why the only people with money enough to buy first-class paintings seem to be attracted by tiny tomatoes wrapped in bacon or spinach sandwiches. Dancing may do this and that And help you take off lots of fat But I'm no friend of dancing when it's hot Thank you. 
Now we are gathered by the river. Listen to your Deacon Jones. Paint no sin. Take off your skin. Dance around in your bones. You must all go in that water. Let me hear your sinful groans. Take no sin. Take off your skin. Dance around in your bones. Do what I say right away, wicked sinners. Cause this is your judgment day. Come, Mandy Lee, in the river with me. Wash your sins away. Throw away your gin and razors. Throw away your gambling bones. Oh, take no sin. Take off skin. Dance around your bones. How many years did I play that song when I didn't have the last three notes and I had to say bones? <laughs> You probably heard about the man who has been trapped at Charles de Gaulle Airport since 1988. The way I understand it, his passport got messed up so he can't enter France, and yet he's unable to leave it. It was written up in the newspaper because the reporter thought it was such a strange and unusual thing. But if you compare this unfortunate fellow to a man who doesn't get along with his wife, yet has six kids so they can't afford a divorce, we could probably find several hundred similar cases right here in Maine.
Kabunk. Do, 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 do. Joe Minuti having fun talking to you today. Thank you for listening. I am the humble farmer at gmail uh, yeah, com. I think that's where I am. If you think about it, a lot of road rage could probably be blamed on a condition called hypoglossemia. Hypoglossemia means that some people snap quickly and get mad and do nutty things if they don't eat on a regular basis. And think, listen carefully, because by eating on a regular basis, I mean every three hours. I don't mean every six hours or regular every 12 hours. I was over 40 years of age before I learned that if I ate on a regular basis or every three hours, the chemistry in my brain, in my body, would be well-balanced and I wouldn't have these little senseless rage attacks like a spoiled child when things didn't go just the way I wanted. Are there some people in your life you don't even dare talk to until they've had a good meal? Do they go wild over nothing? You know what I'm talking about. You live with it. You know that when they're hungry, no matter what you say, they'll start an argument, a snap at you. You know who they are? Point at one of them right now. Feed that person. Exactly like you, you make me feel so grand. I want to give the world to you. You make me understand every foolish little dream I am dreaming, every scheme I'm scheming. I know why my mother taught me to be true. She meant me for someone exactly like you.
When my wife Marsha, the almost perfect woman, came home from work and got out of her car, I greeted her in the dooryard. I was all excited. I was jumping up and down. I said, Mike has written a movie, and if by any chance he's able to sell it, he wants me to narrate some of it because he needs a real main accent. Marsha said, Can you fake it? 